Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Denise Brown, your host of Your Caregiving Journey, a talk show that helps you as you help family members and friends. It's September 1st, it's 1130 a.m. Central Time. And it's September 1st, but honestly, outside, it kind of looks like it could be October. It seems like autumn is settling into Chicago, unfortunately. Our guest this morning is Ellen Rogan, and she'll join us in just a few moments. We're going to continue a conversation we started in July about prosperity. So this is part two of our two-part series. And really, we're going to look at the steps that Ellen helps us use so that we open up to the possibility of more abundance in our lives. Our National Caregiving Conference, as you know, is December 2nd and 3rd. And I just want to remind everybody that we are so grateful to our sponsors. Eli Lilly is a sponsor at the Platinum level, yay, and also a fashion show sponsor. So just a reminder, our fashion show has two parts. We're going to display adaptive clothing so it is clothing clothing for your caree and then the second part of our fashion show is us we're going to show what we look like when we care (laughs) so in essence that part of the fashion show is called what i wear when i care and we already have some models who have signed up and want to show us (laughs) what they wear when they care our other sponsors are e-care diary seniors blue book And Senior Link, yay. We're so happy that they have joined us for the conference, and their support really goes a long way toward making this conference a success. We also have a couple media partners, National Alliance for Caregiving and Caregiver Action Network, and we have a sponsor for our Friday pre-conference workshops, and that's Bright Star Care. If you know of a company that is a potential sponsor, just let me know. You could send me an email. It's denise at caregiving.com. Or if you are a, an individual who works for a company or you have your own business that has products and services that serve family caregivers, we'd love to have you join us as an exhibitor or a sponsor. And you can find more information on caregiving.com. Our sixth annual Caregiving Art Show begins September 11th. The deadline to submit artwork is September 8th. So whatever you create, it could be sketches, it could be oil paintings, it could be photography, it could be a cake you decorate. Whatever is your creation, we'd love for you to submit a photo of it for our art show. And our art show features the artwork of family caregivers, former family caregivers, carees, and kids. So why not break out the art supplies this weekend, create some artwork, and then submit it for our art show. We'd love to feature your work. Okay, those are the updates for you. And joining this morning, me this morning is Ellen Rogan. She's our wealthness expert. And she's also the author of a terrific book, Picture Your Prosperity. That's really what we're going to do today. So welcome, Ellen. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, so great to be with you, as always, Denise. Thank you for having me. Oh, and Ellen is one of our presenters on Friday. 
during our pre-conference intensive. Yes, I'm so excited about this. Ellen is going to have a two-hour workshop Friday afternoon. So if you are a fan of Ellen, this is the opportunity to interact with her during a workshop. Two hours, it's 35 bucks. It's a great opportunity. Ellen, tell us a little bit about the workshop and what attendees receive who participate in the workshop. Yeah, so it's really great. In um, one of the processes we take people through in Picture Your Prosperity, the book, is actually creating your own prosperity picture, like literally creating a picture. And we are going to be doing that at the workshop. You're going to walk away with your own prosperity picture. It's super fun. And also a really great workbook to um, that we'll walk through to not only work on the right brain side of your finances, but also the left brain side. That's the tactical side. So um, it's super interactive. We're going to have lots of fun, and you're going to walk away with tools to feel more relaxed and comfortable about your money. You'll have your own prosperity picture, which is inspiration for goals that you most want to see happen in your life, and um, it's going to be great. So I hope you will join me there. Yeah. So registration is open. You can register for Ellen's workshop as well as for other workshops on Friday afternoon and our conference. So when you go to caregiving.com, just look for National Caregiving Conference on our trending line. Click on that. You'll see all the information about the conference, including how to register. Okay, excellent. So today is part two. We started this conversation in July, which seems like a year ago, (laughs) but it was only two (laughs) months ago. And so we're continuing with, really, what can we do to create prosperity in our lives? And so you have seven steps, and I think we went through the first three, if I remember correctly. So let's yeah, so let me give a quick review for yeah. those of you that was, you know, was a little bit of a go to, or if you hadn't had an ch- opportunity to listen to that show. So this is actually walking people through a process called the Prosperity Circle that is from my first book, Great With Money. And um, a lot of these concepts we've expanded on the second book, but this is a super easy way to walk through thinking about any goal or any change you'd like to make in your financial life. So the first thing we talked about, which was it was clearing clutter. This is getting rid of any mental or physical clutter that you have, which keeps us um, a little bit stuck. I have to admit I'm feeling a little bit integrity right now because I'm looking at my desk that is slightly clutter-filled. But we teach what we most have to learn, right? So we'll work on that later today. Um, The second step is to focus on your beliefs. So what you think and what you say about your money has a huge impact on what shows up in your life. And so this is about getting really um, aware of what is it that you're thinking about your money and is it supporting you in building a beautiful, uh, abundant financial life or is it maybe more like a liability that it's hurting your ability to move ahead? And then we talked about creating your prosperity vision. This is like creating a prosperity picture. And this is um, using the tool that you have, which is your ability to imagine and picture things in your mind's eye to start to actually create things in in your physical world. So now this leads us into the fourth step, which is stepping into action. So there's been a lot of talk in some of the... um, 
maybe transformational world, personal development world, about how important it is to picture what you most want to have happen in your life. Uh, Maybe you saw The Secret a bunch of years ago when it came out. And one of the things that was missing in that book and movie was the action step. Now, sometimes you can um, actually see something show up in your life just by picturing it, like maybe a parking space. But usually, you, and even with a parking space, you have to take some kind of action. If I'm just picturing a parking space but sitting at home, not in my car, it doesn't do me any good, right? I have to be driving my car <laughs> and going somewhere. So this is about taking some of the things that are more um, internal work and putting it more external. Okay, so what are some of the things that are really great to do to step into action? Well, one of the most important things is to just get a really clear idea of where are you starting from. You know, there's that um, analogy that is sometimes used that I like. It's if you were mysteriously plopped down in the middle of a field and you had to get home, the, what's the first thing you have to do? You've got to figure out where you are. And so that's what this is. So to do that, important things would be knowing what you own and what you owe. So what you own are your assets, your bank accounts, your money market accounts. Maybe you have retirement plans in an IRA or 401K or a Roth IRA, uh, mutual funds, stock accounts, gold, savings accounts, whatever it is uh, in your home, all of your assets listed in one place. And then your liabilities, what do you owe? This would be credit card debt, student loans, um, maybe life insurance loans, mortgage. Those are typically the things that would show up on the own side, I mean, owed side, because this is really the basis of starting to figure out how do you get to where you want to be is you got to know where you're at currently. And another important step, and I know we've talked about this before, is to have a really clear idea of what's flowing in in terms of income and what's flowing out in terms of expenses. And this is usually um, an area that I see people really procrastinating on because it's not for many people, it's not super fun to figure this out, and some people are worried that it's just going to be so upsetting to see how much is going yes. out. Yes. And it's really important to go through this in detail because I will tell you that most people underestimate how much they spend. So if you just said, ah, my rent or mortgage is this, I spend about this going out, I spend this, you know, you, you'll come up with a number that's probably less than you actually spend because there's things you forgot about. Maybe it's insurance payments or gifts or charitable contributions, whatever it is. So um, one of the best ways to do that is um, to really just go back over the last six months or a year and look at what was flowing in and out of your checking account. Um, look at Because you have to pay your credit card bills somehow. And you could start with, like, a big brush look at, like, okay, what flowed in, what flowed out. Um, Better to really look in detail, okay, where did that money flowing out, where did it go? So it's a bit of a project to do this. Um, I'm imagining you maybe some of you are already keep track of this on online programs like Quicken or Mint.com. But I imagine that you also may be somebody who hasn't really looked at this before. And although... Um, it might take some time to get it done. Once you have that information, it's so valuable, and I think you'll feel really good about having it. So here's the part I think that also people get stuck on is the idea of I am so ashamed 
of how much debt I have. Right. And I think that can stop you from really listing it too. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. Lots of people have debt. You're never going to get out of the hole that you're in if you're looking down. You have to be able to look up to see how to get yourself out of the hole. And it's just a realistic look at what's out there. And if, it, if there is a lot of credit card debt, you know, where, who do you owe it to? What interest rate are you paying on it? How much are you paying? Are you just paying the minimum? Are you able to pay a little bit more than that? Because you can't get out of that situation without knowing, and it's really hard to get ahead over the long run if you maintain credit card debt for a very long time. Sometimes it happens, right? Sometimes there's situational things. There could be medical expenses or uh, job loss, and it happens. Uh, Sometimes it's because people are overspending. They're spending more than's coming in, and they're using the credit cards to finance it. That's honestly a harder hole to get out of because – it's really about changing behavior then versus getting out of a situation that was a little bit less than excellent based on circumstances. Yeah. So this is what I tell myself about situations like this. It's just facts. It's not a judgment. So if you can remember that as you're going through to figure out what it is that you owe, these are just facts about your current situation. And it's temporary. It's not always going to be like this, but it's the place you start. And that's why it's important to remember they are just facts. It's not a judgment about or against you. It's not a a reflection of you as a horrible person. It's just where you are right now. That's all it is. So you're just taking stock. And it's okay to do it. It's okay to work through it. You know, I've talked about my um, financial struggles trying to keep my business going, and I always remember this. I finally decided that I was going to use a credit counseling service so that they could negotiate smaller payments with my credit card companies. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did it, it was just because, oh, my gosh, everything was falling apart. I mean, it was a house of cards that was up in flames. And I thought, I've got to just do it. And so when I called, they said, you have to let us know what your debt is. You have to tell us each card you have and what the amount is on the card. And I thought, okay, well, I got to do it. You know, (laughs) things are burning around me and I got to put out the fire. So I sat down and did it. And then I faxed it. I think this was 12 years ago or so. So I think I faxed it to them. And after I followed up with my counselor, she said, oh, wow you're so organized about this. (laughs) Most people aren't. And I got it. I understood why you wouldn't want to be organized about it because you feel like, oh, it's the last thing you want to see about your life. It feels like this is the evidence that that I've failed this debt. And it's not. All it is is just facts about where you are right now. And you know what's so great about um, that story and what you did Denise is you know it is um, it's stressful to be in a situation that's difficult financially it's super can be super super stressful and studies on um, financial stress studies on scarcity have found that when people are when you're really really stressed about a financial situation your IQ actually drops so your ability to figure out a way out of that 
hole is is diminished. It's just hard. So by you mm-hmm. getting that kind of support, yeah. it, did it feel a little less stressful knowing someone was going to walk through that with you? Yeah, because she was so nice about it, too. She was just like, yeah. wow, you're really organized. Okay, now we know. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, so a very, very important step um, to go through. And and I just wanted to add, I think that's so interesting, that research about the stress around money. I mean, that explains it all, right? (laughs) Why we just don't feel like we're making good good decisions while we're just at a a point of stress around it that it's too hard. It's too hard. It's really hard. And that's, you know, when you, when you, um, it's just very hard. And it's all over the world. This is a global phenomenon. So um, it, you know, if you're a farmer in India and you have a drought and you have a bad crop that year, you know, huge financial, huge stress, similar to someone here lost their job, has obligations, has kids, you know, it's um, it just the facts are different, but the stress level can feel very similar. So interesting. Yeah, so and why this is, you know, why you have to know this is because if, say, you have a goal. Um, I always like to use travel goals on my when I'm explaining some of these because that tends to be mm-hmm. goals that I love to have for myself. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a goal of going to um, Tahiti, and you realize that that's something that's going to cost, um, say, to take the kind of trip you want, it's going to cost $7,000. And you're thinking, oh, my God, I could never... You know, can I ever do that? Does that make sense? Well, it, once you know what you own and what you owe and how much money's flowing in and out, you can start to plan. Like, well, okay, is there money that makes sense to do it now? Okay, if not, what might I be able to save between now and when I can take this trip based on what's flowing in and what's flowing out? And you can start to develop a plan based on the goals that you have, having the information, that, um, the financial information. So super important. And I just want to remind everyone, too, that motivation comes after you start. So if you know you want to save $7,000 for a trip, start saving. And the more you save, the more you'll be motivated to save. If you wait for that moment where you say, oh, I'm totally motivated now, you'll wait forever. The motivation comes after you start and you see what builds because you've started saving. Yeah, and that, um, so one really great way to start saving for whether it's retirement or whether it's um, for a Tahiti goal, whatever it is, is to set things up on an automatic pilot. So mm-hmm. if you can have money coming out of your checking account, if it's saying it's going into a, um, as you love to call it, solutions fund, which I love as well. As you know, I quoted you in our book because I think that's Thank so you. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if it's a Tahiti goal, or if it's retirement, you know, the more ways that you can have money invested automatically. So, um, for example, I have a paycheck. I have money coming out of my um, paycheck going into my 401k plan at my business. I have money coming out of my checking account every month into an account that we've labeled for our kids' education. Our kids are in college now. Prior to this, it was going into a college savings plan, a 529 plan. So, and what happens, even if it's a small amount of money you're starting with, 
as you said, like getting into action, you'll start to see the benefits in it growing for you, and that feels awesome. And likely, if you start with the right amount of money, which may be small to start, you can increase it. You won't even notice that it's that it's not there anymore. And just as we talked about, don't judge your debt. Don't judge the amount you start with when you start saving. Don't That's dismiss right. that dollar that you start with because that dollar does grow. It's important that you start with what feels like you can start with. Just start. Yeah, so those are the, the stepping into action. Um, you know, when we've done our um, Prosperity Circle course, we usually gave people a little bit more time in this section because for some people it's a little bit, um, takes more time than, say, vis- to doing a visualization, which could take a couple of minutes, but super important. And after that step, you know, the, the next step in the Prosperity Circle is to start to recognize um, what's flowing your way and celebrate your achievements, even if they're small ones. You know, sometimes you can be on the path to prosperity and um, not even know it because you're so busy looking ahead. Mm. And I just, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but as I was saying that, I was reminded, this was uh, probably 12 years ago, 11 years ago, I um, had had a goal to do more speaking, to be in front of more groups, do more speaking, and around that time, I actually was working with a, a coach to help me in that process. And at the same time, there was a bank that was kind of um, uh, courting me to get involved with them. And I kept thinking, I don't want to be at a bank. Like, why would I want to be at a bank? I have my nice office here. I have my own business. And the, the CEO of the bank actually asked me, I think, five times to do work with them. And I was telling the coach this. in the work we talked about doing eventually came down to that I was going to be doing speaking for them. But somehow I was picturing it's me going to work at a bank. (laughs) And this coach said, Ellen, I don't get it. Someone's coming up to you saying they want to hire you to do speaking. It's just in a different venue than you thought it was going to look like. And and so I was really on my path and didn't even realize it because it just showed up looking a little different. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny when we just hook on to something and we think that's how it is? Yeah, that's a great reminder for us to it, yeah, just be it was open. So, so, so and so great. I've been on their board of directors. I do consulting with them. This is going on eleven years now. And if she hadn't said that to me, I might have said, "Oh no, 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 no I don't want to do that." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really celebrating it, this. You know, it's easy, especially if you're someone who's either goal-oriented or hard on yourself or driven. It can happen for a variety of reasons to not, I mean, to, to not celebrate the wonderful achievements that happen. I mean, give yourself a standing ovation. Yay, when things come your way, even if they're small. Yeah. I just want to tell this quick story, and I hope it makes sense. So... I was talking to a family caregiver a few months ago. She cares for her husband who has a mental illness, and she really feels like it's hard for her to find the right support. And so I was offering her a chance to have a support group, basically a chat on caregiving.com for those who are caring for a spouse with mental illness. And the way I was saying it to her wasn't the way that she was used to hearing it. (laughs) And so she kept saying no, even though I was offering her what she wanted, 
but she kept thinking in her head that the words I was using weren't the right words, so it wasn't the right opportunity, even though really what I was offering her was what she wanted. And I always remember that. And you know what was so interesting? I couldn't get her to stop talking long enough to clarify that I was telling her, I was offering her what she wanted. But she was so focused on no one understands, no one can help me, there's no support. That was the message she kept focusing on, that she couldn't hear mine, which was, I'll help you and I'll do something that you want. That's Just so interesting. interesting. And, you know, one of the things we talk about in, in that in this first book, was, um, we call it loops, lots of old points of view. And it's yeah. kind of getting stuck in your story. Yeah. And you're so, like, married to that yeah. story. Like, no one's supporting me. No one's here. No one's here. <laughs> if yeah. someone could be beating down your door and um, that, yeah. that those, if, it's, if there's just a story that just makes you feel bad and isn't um, moving you ahead, maybe it's time to just let go of that story. Yes, and to listen to what, <laughs> what you're here, what others are saying, because maybe they are saying what you need. It's just that. Yeah, so some of this is different. Right, and yeah. Maybe it's practice with each little thing, even if it's. I mean, you could you could set up a prosperity notebook, and every time something, oh, I found a penny on the street. Oh, I just got a referral for my business. Oh, someone came by. Someone gave me a smile on the street. You know, even if they're little things to start to recognize and celebrate them. Yay! You know how how awesome is that? Um, you know, it was, I I celebrated one last night. I don't even know how I won this $150 Target gift card. I think so all of a sudden I got an email. I almost didn't respond to. They're like, I must have liked somebody's Facebook page or something. I don't even know. I still don't know how I won this. And it was like seemed legitimate. And she said, Can I have your address? I'll send you this gift card. So I thought it was like a $10 Target gift card or something. It was $150. Our daughter's going to college. We spent like a crazy amount of time in Target last night. Like you know, looking for all this just stuff for her dorm room. And I was so thrilled to be able to pull out this Target gift card oh. to pay for part of this. Total lavish abundance, right? Uh, so I've been planning this conference, and I have been thinking in the back of my mind, I need to find a VA, a virtual assistant. I need to find a VA. I wonder if I should look for a VA. How would I find a VA? <laughs> Is it time for a VA? <laughs> right. And guess what showed up? A virtual assistant sent me an email and said, hey, I love what you're doing. I'd love to volunteer to help. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just got the chills. So it's even yeah. a volunteer VA. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she's helping. Such a perfect yeah. example, too, of being super clear. You know, you started to get clear. You put your attention on it. And you noticed when that person showed up. Right, yeah. you didn't get busy and just you know go right past that email or whatever way yeah. she contacted you. Right, I didn't say, oh, she doesn't mean that. That's too good to be true. I thought, well, let's pursue it. Let's see what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, wow. That's really cool. Very okay, so I um, the last step we have a we have a, couple, a little bit of time to talk about the last step. It's actually not the last step. We may do the next show on the really big last step. Okay. <laughs> but this yeah, is expressing your gratitude which is um, showing appreciation and giving back. So being thankful. So celebrating is one thing, like, yay, I got a virtual assistant. The gratitude part as well, thank you so much to this person. 
and thank you to whatever energetic source brought this person to you. So grateful yeah. they showed up. So grateful yeah. I found a penny on the street. I got a Target gift card. The sun is out today. You know, whatever um, you can be grateful for. And this helps in so many ways. It keeps the positive flow of prosperity coming. It's also a great stress reducer. So if you are in that difficult situation, you know, we'll go back to your story from 12 years ago. Wow, um, I am, it could be starting with, I am so grateful I have a computer that I can, a fax machine that I can send this fax to them. I'm grateful there's a roof over my head. I'm grateful it's sunny out. Um, and then, and then I'm, I'm so grateful I found this honest resource to help me. Yeah. You know, there's lots of ways that you can focus on your gratitude, and it is an amazing way to keep that prosperity flowing. Yeah, that's so true. And you know what's interesting? I do notice when people don't say thank you, and I try not to count. I do too. I do too. <laughs> and I try not, I try not to be um, negative Nancy about that, but you do notice the people who aren't grateful, which makes you that much more grateful for those who are. And those are the ones that you ended up, you end up wanting to work with. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually, there's a there's studies that have shown that grateful people make more money. And part of it's just by the logical thing you said, like who wants to do business with people that aren't grateful. And it's so lovely to be around people that are super grateful. Yeah. And grateful for everything. Not just the big things, but as you've been pointing out, the little things too. The little things in the relationship, the little things in the day, the little opportunities maybe that you create for people. When people are grateful for that, you just say, oh my gosh, I'd love to do more for you. And it just reminds us then in the universe, when we're grateful, the universe wants to do more for us. For sure. And it's polite too. I get compliments on my kids. I drilled this into them. (laughs) <laughs> my kids are really polite it's saying please and thank you and um, there just needs to be more of that oh I totally agree I spend time with two little kids who are six and eight and <laughs> I, 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 that please and thank you is missing and it's hard for me to figure out how to get that back because it yeah. is it makes, it makes the day hard you just you feel like you are a a servant, in essence, to them because they are demanding. And it is that please and thank you that makes you think, ah, oh, there's appreciation, there's respect. It's awesome. Okay, Ellen, this was terrific. So for our listeners who would like to be in touch with you, what's your website address? Sure. It's ellenrogan.com, E-L-L-E-N-R-O-G-I-N.com. And there's some some special free goodies. If you go to ellenrogan.com forward slash goodies, there's some meditations there. There's a special report about, speaking of kids, raising prosperity, uh, money smart kids. So that might be good for some of you or grandkids or people you know, and um, love to hear from you. And Ellen's meditations are fantastic. So I'll let you know that those are definitely something that you want to take advantage of. Okay, Ellen, thank you so much. Happy Labor Day. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I'm Denise Brown. Be sure to stop by caregiving.com. Let us know how you're doing because we always love to know. Take care. Bye-bye.